Hello, welcome to the 60th episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. Today, I wanted to talk about something that I'm sure a lot of neurodistinct, um, autistic, and ADHD folks can relate to, which is hyperactivity and sleep troubles. Now, of course, like most traits with with autism and ADHD, um, particularly this one, the hyperactivity um, is present mostly in ADHDers or folks that are both autistic and ADHD. And um, it, uh, it can make it hard for us to sleep at night because we'll have racing thoughts. We'll like be thinking about our day, um, everything we did, all the interactions we had. And, you know, particularly if this is where the autism can play in a little bit is like if you like for someone like me and my particularly one of my particular autistic traits is that I tend to analyze and break down every conversation and interaction I have with someone. And this is also a little bit of a trauma response from being misunderstood and misjudged through life. But, um, so I'll be thinking about all the, con when I'm trying to sleep at night, I'll be thinking about all these different conversations I had throughout the day and all these things that happened. And I'll start thinking about the day tomorrow, what, what I need to do tomorrow, and then maybe I'll hear some kind of noise, or I'll, and I'll start thinking about that noise, and I'll start thinking about the wind, and I'll start thinking about some, that'll lead me to think about something else. Um, it's just, you know, when you have a hyperactive brain, you have, like, so many different thoughts in almost in a in such a short time frame, and so your brain is always, it's like your brain is moving at, you know, 80 miles an hour or whatever, like you're in a car going super fast on the freeway, that's what your brain is doing. Um, so that's why it can be so hard for us to fall asleep. Um, and so some folks, um, they need medication in order to sleep because their hyperactivity is so intense and they personally aren't able to develop strategies that work well for them and so they do need medication in order to sleep um and some prefer to and they prefer and are able to manage it naturally so they develop strategies that work best for them uh, i'll give an example of some of these strategies and some of these have been helpful for me as well so some people um they try relaxation exercises, um, deep breathing. Some people try unplugging from technology, um, putting away your phone, turning off the TV, any, anything that's going to stimulate. Although for some people that can also be helpful, so that can go both ways. Let's always be mindful of that, that this is a spectrum. It's going to be different for everyone. Um, External cues, this is something that is helpful for me, like um, dim lighting, some people like 
to have a, a light music as well. Um, ch changing into pajamas sensory-wise, I think for me it's, it's comfortable. And then I also have like a sensory um, kind of projector lighting, which I enjoy. And I think a lot of autistics enjoy that as well. Um, and, uh, you know, any kind of like way that you can make the environment, this is, you know, everyone's going to have their own, some people want to be completely in the dark, some people want more light, everyone is going to want their own environment. So like just setting up the environment the way that's best for you. Um, uh, also climate control, some people prefer having a cool room, so they keep the thermostat lower. Um, some people prefer having a warm room, uh, so you you know you can also use those those strategies to like figure out like what temperature you can fall asleep best at. Um, you know, so it's really um, all about when it but you know there's several of these strategies, but it's really about what figuring out what works best for you because as I mentioned several times on this podcast as neurodistinct individuals we're all different from each other um, we all have not only do we all have our different traits to different intensities but we all have our own flavors of autism and our own flavors of ADHD um, and dyslexia and BPD and OCD we all have our own flavors of these conditions based on who we are, our background, you know, our systemic privileges, you know, there are, there are a lot of things that, that, that come into play. So once again, I just wanted to reiterate that. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned a lot from it and um, see you next time.